But I'd like to get you all to turn with me to the last book in your Bible. Does anybody know the name of that book? The book of Revelation. And uh, let's turn all the way towards the end of Revelation to the 21st chapter. And let's look at verse 7 and verse 8. Verse 7 and verse 8. And I am reading from the New King James Version. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Wow, anybody want that kind of a father? And this is not gender specific, by the way. This is talking of all nations, tribes, all genders, all ethnic backgrounds, no color, no gender in God's kingdom. But he's making a point. This is humanity. If you overcome, your promise to inherit all things and be God's son, his heir. Verse number eight. What does it say? But the, in the New King James, it says cowardly, which is a little more robust in its penetrating poignancy. Don't you love the alliteration? The cowardly. Everybody who knows someone who's cowardly, do not raise your hand. Probably, if you are cowardly, definitely don't raise your hand. Not that you even would. How many of you were cowardly and you still would be willing to raise your hand? That's pretty amazing. The cowardly. We're talking the flip side of those who will inherit all things and who are overcomers. Here's the flip side. But the fearful, the King James, the cowardly, New King James, those who are afraid they're the opposite of what what's the opposite of cowardly very good cowardly versus courageousness but the cowardly and all the rest of those people in that list unbelieving abominable murders sexually immoral sorcerers idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I sure don't want to die the second death, which is ultimate separation from God. And today we all have an opportunity to be sure that we don't die the second death, that we are all the opposite, that we're all overcomers. Can somebody say amen? We're all overcomers in Jesus' name. So today I'm going to bring to your attention a little message called the two most courageous words. And I hope you'll be ready and willing to grasp them before we are finished in just the next few moments. I've got some multimedia that we'll be showing you on the big screen to help kind of move things along and uh, hopefully make things even more understandable to everybody who's here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Would you help me pray for the Lord to give us whatever his mind is, whatever he's speaking. I don't want to be missing and i don't want to be plugged ears right i want to be open to what the lord is saying to the church today would you make that your prayer request lord give me ears to hear what the spirit is not the not the pastor not don Heyman, but lord what the spirit is saying to the church because lord jesus when we know what the spirit is saying to the church then lord we are able to operate in the unction and the direction and the future becomes materialized in our eyes and we see that you, O oh God, are the God who is leading and guiding us as we hear from you today. 
in Jesus name. Everybody say in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Everybody boldly say in Jesus name. Amen. Everybody may be seated except for the fathers. And you fathers who are standing, happy Father's Day once again. God bless you on this Father's Day. Thank you for being a great father. Let's take our seats. I appreciate what has been spoken. And I wish my wonderful father very happy Father's Day today. I'm thankful for a dad in Reverend D.E. Heyman Sr. who has nurtured and admonished and guided me through my life. I'm so blessed, praise God. And you can imagine, I'm a blessed man. Only be strong and courageous. Maybe you've heard those words before. Maybe they've been spoken. Only be strong and courageous. Those are the words that God spoke to Joshua. Only be strong and courageous. So there's your hint at the two most courageous words that I believe we can share with you today. Moses you got to picture this. Moses had just perished. Died on Mount Nebo. No burial site. Nobody knows where he's buried. The scripture simply says God buried Moses. And then the glory cloud rested for 30 days on this scene as Israel wept and cried over the loss of their amazing leader named Moses. But at the end of 30 days, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' protege, and he said these words, Arise, go over Jordan. They were right there camping on the border of Jordan, and he said, Go over this river Jordan to the land which I am giving. Go to the children of Israel. Say this to the children of Israel. And, and every place, he says, every place the sole of your foot touches, it's yours. Just as I promised Moses. He says, no man can stand before you. I will never leave you, never forsake you. But then comes the assurance that caused Joshua to get up and move. And this is what made a book happen that was named after Joshua in Scripture. Obviously, there would be no book named Joshua if it hadn't been for some key factors in his life. I want to tell you that I believe the key factor that gives us Joshua in the Bible, Joshua who walked around the walls of Jericho and led God's people, Joshua who is well known, there's no way he would have been Joshua, and we wouldn't have any idea about his character had it not been for these words that God spoke to him in Joshua 1, 7, 8, and 9. Joshua 1, 7, 8, and 9. Would you read along with me on the screen or from your Bibles? Ready? Here's what it says. Let's read it. Only be strong and very courageous. Woo! That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, everybody say, for then, you, for then what? You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good Success. If you've got a Bible, you ought to hold it close to you because that is your only key, your only ticket out of here. 
and that's your only key, your only ticket to prosperity. Come on, somebody. And your only key and your only ticket, if you want to call it, to good success. The Word of God is still as necessary and important today on this Father's Day, 2022, as it was when God spoke to Joshua and said, if you observe that Word that you received from Moses, then you will be prosperous, you will have good success, and you will be someone who has me blessing you every step you take. Could anybody use some blessings on your steps this week? Last verse, he says, have I not commanded you? Once again, let's read it together. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. What if God just stared at you right this morning and said, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. What if God stared you in the eye today and said, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. Only be strong and very courageous. So, Today on this Father's Day, I can't think of any other subject I'd rather emphasize in your hearing. Within the next few minutes, we're going to lead every man in this building, regardless of your age, in what is called a resolution. A resolution that's going to require more out of you than ever, and I believe it's going to be very important because it requires you to speak. Oh, Brother Heeman, I didn't come to speak today. I came to listen. I can tell, by the way, I'm not getting tons of loud reading going along with the Bible. So, this is not your favorite TV show or your favorite play acting. This is church. And I'm not on the hot seat. You are. Did y'all know that? When you come to church, who is on, who is in the view of God? There is, there is an actor there is a player, there is a producer, there are performers, and let's, let's not get them mixed up. This has got nothing to do with my message. This is a sidebar that I'm going to just pause the clock. When we come to church, you're seeing someone on the platform who is simply involved as a promoter to try to promote your heart and mind to get involved. But you know what? There is a great executive producer in the sky, but he's watching everybody who is supposed to be performing. You're supposed to be participating, and that's you. That's this audience. I wish everybody would recognize God. It's me standing, on, standing in the of prayer, and it's me that's on the hot seat today. <laughs> Amen. God, be pleased with my praise. Do you think God is pleased with your worship yet today? Do you believe he's pleased with your prayer today? It's not too late. It's not too late. The most, two most courageous words I want to share with you, moving quickly here, they are, now, now it's C-H-A-Z-A-K, that's in, that's in the Hebrew, C-H-A-Z-A-K. It looks like chazak. Okay, that's the word that means be strong, chazak. But I'm not even saying it right. And then there's V-E-E-M-A-T-Z, which looks like viamats, and I'm not even saying that right. It doesn't matter how to say it exactly. What matters is that we recognize God spoke those words to a man who was having to take responsibility 
for leading God's people. And God said, the first and foremost responsibility for you is not to lead my people and not to get them in the promised land, but my responsibility I'm giving you is number one, be strong, and number two, be courageous. Because without those, none of the rest of the things I'm asking and expecting of you even matter. It all begins with you grasping the importance of Kozak and Amatz. Everybody say Kozak. And everybody say Amatz. Close, right? Hebrew words. And they mean Kozak means, Kozak means be strong. Have you ever seen someone flex their muscles like they're strong? What they're doing is they're doing kozak. All right? Somebody who's trying to bear up under the, 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 the conflict or the pain or the issue that's maybe coming against them and crushing their soul, but they still stand and they smile at the enemy and they, they look into the flames and say, my God is greater. That's someone who is saying, Amatz, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. I will not cave in and I will not be someone who has a surrender to the enemy attitude, but I am going to be strong and courageous. Now, another in-depth translation says, act, says like these words, act like a man for be strong. Act like a man. That's what kozak means. Be strong. Act like a man. Amatz. Be courageous. Those are, I, here's what I think today, brothers and sisters. I believe if heaven spoke to you today directly. I doubt that the message would change on this particular Sunday because God who believes in you and a mighty cloud of witnesses watching you today from the grandstand of heaven, I believe they're shouting out to us today, Kwazak Amatz, be strong and very courageous. In 2022, there are many people who are learning to just go with the flow because it's more comfortable and the path of least resistance. But I pray that God will let there be a brand new breed of individuals who rise to the occasion. And they say, I'm going to be heaven's choice. I'm going to do what heaven's expectation is. Kozak, Amatz, be strong, very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. I like going back to the, night, to the 1828 Webster's Dictionary sometimes. And if you look up the word courage in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, here's what you find. Courage. Everybody say courage. The quality which enables us to face difficulty and danger without fear or depression. The quality which enables us to face difficulty and danger without fear or depression. So... Everybody's like, okay, great. Sounds great. Sign me up. But how do I get it? What do I do now? Well, I want to start by saying the fathers are an amazing and important source of courage. I read a while back something about new television series coming out for the season. And how many of those who are reviewers and, 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 and those, who are, those who are trying to rate these shows are saying that a great number of shows that are coming out have, that, that have a father figure, the father seems to be continuously depicted as a ditzy ignoramus who is parented more by 
The children then able to stand up on his own two feet. Maybe you've noticed that from time to time. It's nothing new, but I see it escalating. And I I pray that God would help us to just get turned off when we say, look at the world. It wants to mold us, but we're not going to let it mold us. We know how to turn off those shows that are going to be completely adverse to family values. And of course, we want to do our best to be the antithesis of this world, which is to be strong and courageous, fathers. Dennis Rainey once said, I like this, he said, one of the greatest lies of our day is that one man, one husband, or one dad can't make a difference. That's a lie. As a single man, you can protect the innocence of a single woman by dating, who who you're dating, by being a noble man of character. Absolutely. Hey, a single person, a single gentleman can make a difference. And I want, I want to just kind of elevate those who are the men in this room today and say, I believe that as a man, you can be someone who is a difference maker. Don't let anyone, don't let anybody, don't let the media, don't let Hollywood talk you out of being strong and courageous. Hey, as a husband, as a husband and as a father, can I tell you something really good here? You are the warrior who has been charged with the duty of pushing back against the evil that seeks to prey on your wife, your daughters, and sons. It's time for some of us to step up to the courageous manhood, and I believe that stepping up starts here and now, and I have this question, if we don't step up, who will? Fathers. You do make a difference. You are the ones who draw lines in the sand. Thank God you are the ones who build walls. You are the ones who set boundaries and say, enemy, you will not cross here. Fathers, without you, who will step up? In Jesus' name. So if fathers give courage, then let me just back up a little further to this question. Where do fathers receive their courage? It doesn't come naturally. Dr. Jack Groppel runs an institute outside of Orlando, and I want to show you a video. It's a training facility Dr. Groppel runs. And in his training, he did a study. He invited four NFL players to participate in a study. They're, I guess, get this, these weren't small guys. Their average height was 6'5", their average weight 300 pounds plus. They were invited to fulfill a simple mission. The mission was simple, run a nine-minute mile. Now, you know that a football player can run a nine-minute mile. They're going to just run that nine-minute mile, touch a white fence, and then turn around and run right back another nine-minute mile. Two minutes, I mean, uh, two miles in 18 minutes with a touching of a white fence in the middle. No problem for a world-class athlete, right? Now, now, but, but as they're putting on their jogging shoes, they're warned. Hey, you guys, you'll be running by a swamp. And as you run along the swamp, alligators are common out there. It's sunny, so snakes will be sunning out there in the warm day. So be careful. Oh, oh, wait. And we almost forgot. Just yesterday, we sighted a wild boar out there. Almost 400 pounds. Razor sharp tusks. So... They'll attack you even if unprovoked. So if you encounter one of them, just take appropriate action. But whatever you do, finish the mission. Okay, so these guys lace up their shoes. Unbeknownst to them, one of the team members of this institute was hiding in the bushes. And I want, to watch, I want you to watch what happens as the four beefy 
NFL players approach. Because one guy grabs a small bush and shakes it and makes it sound like a wild boar. Look at these big beefy guys. Wow! You guys, that is just like, what in the world? You take these four NFL players and line them up against anybody else pretty much their size, and they'll take them down. But even the strongest men can sometimes falter in the face of the unknown. That's it right there. The face of the unknown. I believe God's going to help us today to become courageous even when we don't know what's waiting for us out there. We don't know when, we don't know how, but we can somehow grab a hold of the importance of being strong. Now here's what happened in this, this whole experiment. They did the exact same experiment again, but they asked the NFL players to leave because they were too scared. And they did it with an FBI SWAT team. Now, because of the government nature of this SWAT team, they didn't tape what they did, so they couldn't film them. But just let me tell you, when the bush shook and those SWAT team members were running towards that bush, they heard the sound of the wild boar. But listen to this. They did not turn their backs and run. They crouched down, they extended their arms before them, and they prepared to do battle. Such a contrast. Nobody knew about each other. First team didn't know about the second team. Second didn't know about the first. But there was a completely different response to the unknown potential harm that was coming their way. The first group turned around and ran. The second group had been trained. They had been conditioned. Their minds had been run through series after series of, of issues and circumstances and challenges. That they what we do is we turn to our Heavenly Father for courage. We turn to our Heavenly Father to be strong. The closing verse of my favorite Psalm, the 27th Psalm, it's right there. What is the 27th Psalm? Well, remember, it's the one who says, it's the one Psalm that says, one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. I love that Psalm. That's the way the Psalm ends. The Psalm begins, however, with this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Come on, somebody. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. Yes, David knew where his help came from. And when David was extending his courage to his son, Solomon, he was telling Solomon where to find his strength as well. And I'm going to show you Psalm 27, verse 14. Everybody, would you read it with me right now? Can you hear the Father telling the Son, here is your key to success. Wait on the Lord. Everybody, let's read it. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. David's telling Solomon, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart Wait, I say, on the Lord. When we have patience and we're willing to serve God through all of the circumstances that life throws us, God is a God who says, I will be there for you. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Would you raise your hands right now? Let's say, God, let me, let me be one who learned to wait on you. 
I want to be one, Lord Jesus, who said, I'm going to be patient. And Lord, I'm going to be serving. I want to be good, courage-filled, Lord. And I want to be strong-hearted. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe if we wait on God, he'll bring us courage. Can I just tell you, he did it to Esther. She stood in the face of adversity and she saved her people. Why? Because she was someone who was waiting and willing to wait on God, knowing that God's time was the best time. He did that to Esther. And God, and that's not all. He did it to Gideon. Remember Gideon? He brought victory to Israel through God's help because he was a man chosen by God for such a time as his life. And then he, of course, does it to David. And I already said it. David said, I come to you, Goliath, in the name of the Lord. And, and he watched God bring victory. It's, it's God who gives us courage. So I'm not asking you to look to the media. I'm not asking you to look to this pulpit. I'm asking you to turn your eyes upon Jesus and say, God, I want you to bring me victory, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So it's God who promised Joshua. He said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's internal courage, dads. We have the same promise today. Can I show you? You're like, wow, well, I sure wish the Lord would come down and say those words to me. Well, watch this, big screen. English language falls short of expressing what the Bible languages do, because English has fewer words. So here's the way Hebrews 13, five reads in a typical Bible. Let's read it together, Hebrews 13, 5. For he himself has said. Now, now, what I want you guys to do, and ladies, I want you to join in too. I want you to just throw up a great big funnel against that wall, and I want you to suck the strength out of that message, okay? Y'all ready for this? I want you to pull it on into you. What does it say? While you're reading it, you're bringing it in. You're drawing it to your heart. Let's read it together. Let your conduct be without covetous. Be content with such things as you have. And then start right there, everybody. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's your promise. That's your testament. We're talking New Testament promise here. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He himself has said it. He didn't send it. He didn't say Pastor Heyman needs to say it or the president or the governor or the, or the employer. No, he himself has said it. I will never leave you. Isn't that awesome? Everybody join me and say, God will never leave me. God will never leave me. I wish you'd just go ahead and let the, let the wrinkles of worry wash off your face and look up to the ceiling and start saying, God has said... I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you could read this verse in the original Greek, you'd be like, man, you guys are missing out. You guys who are English speakers, poor guys and gals, you're missing out. Because that doesn't just stop with, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. So, thankfully, we have a translation that brings an attempt to the amplification of the original language. Watch this. This is Hebrews 13.5 in the Amplified. Hebrews 13.5. And I want you to go all the way down. Now right there. For he God himself has said, I will not. See, he's, we almost missed this. Thank you, Lord. We slowed down and looked at it in the Amplified. 
For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. I'll never relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Can I tell everyone here today that God wants you to know he's got a word for you today. He says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree. I won't drop you off. I won't kick you to the curb. I won't leave you to die. I won't leave you in a position where you're drowning. I'm going to bring you to where I want you to go. I will be with you. I will not relax my hold on you. How many of you could say God has been good so far? Anybody say God has blessed me so far to bring me to this place I'm at? God has been a wonderful and a mighty God. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. What a promise I have that that's in the past. I've got a testimony. But aren't you glad we have a future of hope? He said, I will never leave you. When you need courage, you can go to the source of all courage. When you need courage, you can go straight to the place where courage. Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe the Lord wants to fill somebody with courage today. What if the Lord could fill you with courage today? Can I tell you, courage is not a liquid. Courage is not a medicine. Wow, wouldn't it be great if we had iced courage today? We could just have you all come up and take a nice drink. Put it on the rocks, please. I'll take some courage. Would you like a straw with that? Yes, I would. And I don't want any shots of espresso in it either. Just liquid courage. How many of you would be willing to come up and get some courage if that was the case? What would your flavor be? Strawberry, banana, kiwi, berry, I don't know. There ain't no such thing as liquid courage. Closest thing I can think of is Mountain Dew. Because I really like Mountain Dew. But there ain't so, there's no such thing. If you need courage today, there's no medicine. There's no shot. There's no relationship. There's no physical, earthly circumstance. There's no drug, no chemical, nothing. No substance on this planet that can bring you the courage that I'm preaching and teaching about. What I want to do right now is just appeal to those of you who are leaning, leaning into this message and saying, I could sure use some of that. And if it's only one or two of you, that's all I'm praying and preaching for today. I'm asking for the Lord to give you courage. And can I tell you, there is one place where you can get courage. There is one substance, if I want to call it that, that you can get courage. And here is where it is. It is all found in action. Acts chapter 2, when they are filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit. When they receive the Holy Ghost, something happened to that ragtag group of people who were cowering and running from the, running from the, the priests and the, and the Pharisees after Jesus was, was taken into custody. And they were the ones who were afraid to show their face. Suddenly they arise out of that upper room and they have a boldness and they have a brand new courage and they have a message for the world. And they begin to turn the world upside down that early church was filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Now I want you to notice, unfortunately it wasn't like a permanent fix. You're like, oh, what? What? It wasn't a permanent? Nope, it wasn't a permanent fix because all we need is two chapters. How many of you have been through two two chapters since you last got a Holy Ghost touch? Because we find them in chapter four completely fearful once again completely afraid of the opposition they're facing. 
But can I tell you, they knew what to do. They assembled themselves. That's number one. And that's what we're doing today, assembling ourselves. And number two, you know what they did? They prayed. And number three, you know what happened? The place was shaken. And can I tell you, number four, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and boldness. That's what it says. Acts 4.31, read it for yourself. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I know where my help comes from. I want to draw courage today and strength from God today. The fatherless generation before us needs someone to stand strong. Can I tell you, we need someone to stand up, someone to be willing in Jesus' name. Now, I'm just going to transition into the last part of this message right now and tell you, you may already know about this. Christian bookstores sell a certificate called a certificate of resolution for fathers to make a difference. Certificate of resolution. And that certificate is based on a movie presented by Sherwood Baptist Church. That movie's called Courageous. So throughout that resolution certificate, the most courageous words a man can say are found again and again. And what are those two most courageous words? Bold, strong, and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Everybody say, strong, courageous. Come on, say it. Strong. Now, now, now I want you to see what the resolution says, okay? And we're going to look at it on the screen here. See if you can pick out those two words now that I've been preaching about that incredibly important part. Can you just pause that, pause that, and rewind to the beginning? You kind of see the rhythm, the flow? Now here's what I'd like to do. My wife listed today all of those who are in the category of who we're celebrating today as fathers. Want to be? Someday? You have fatherhood responsibilities? You lost a father maybe? It doesn't matter. I want all of you to stand who are in that category. You can be all the men in the house. If you want to stand, just stand up. But here's what I, and by faith, if you're not married, you can just say the whole marriage thing and wife thing, okay? And if you are, and if you do have kids, you ought to be the loudest. But here's what I want us to do. Instead of just playing this video and sitting by passively, what would happen if we all read off the screen and started making a personal resolution? And we said it loud enough that our surrounding neighbors and family members could hear it. Wow, I want everybody to get ready. Let's, let's, let's watch this one more time. And I want you men to help me. I'm going to lead out. We're all going to read it together off of the big. Here we go. Courage. Strength. I do solemnly resolve before God to take full responsibility for myself, my wife, and my children. I will be faithful to my wife and be willing to lay down my life for her. 
I will bless my children and teach them to love God with all of their hearts. Everybody together, come on guys, let's read it. I will train them to honor authority, to live responsibly. I will confront evil, pursue justice, and love mercy. I will pray for others and treat them with kindness, respect, and compassion. Let's read it, men. Say aloud. I will work diligently to provide for the needs of my family. I will forgive those who have wronged me and reconcile with those I have wronged. I will learn from my mistakes, oh, repent of my sins, and walk with integrity as a man answerable to God. I will seek to honor God, to be faithful to His church, obey His word, and do His will. In order to live out this resolution, you will need courage. I will courageously work with the strength God provides to fulfill this resolution for the rest of my life and for His glory. Come on, as for me and my house, I, we will serve the Lord. Joshua speaking to us, 24 verse 5. Let's stand together. I'd like for everybody in this house to join in and let's, let's just start a little prayer rumble in the house for those who've made that resolution. And if you made that resolution, I'd like for you to make that a prayer. Lord God, help me to be someone who is not satisfied to be cared for. I want to take care. I don't want to be someone, Lord, who others are responsible for. But God, I want to take responsibility. Lord Jesus, I don't want to be someone who is always provided for. Lord, I want to step up and be a provider. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. The two most courageous words you can speak. Be strong and of good courage. Everybody say, be strong and of good courage. Everybody in this house, it is our responsibility to be strong and be courageous. I've got to tell you right here, right now, brothers and sisters, that it is an opportunity for us as a family of God to move into a new dimension of responsibility. Why don't we say Father's Day 2022 is a brand new opportunity for us to step up as fathers, grandfathers, uncles, and be the men that God called us to be, in-laws, whatever the case may be. So here's what I'm asking us to do here at the end of this message, at the end of this service. I'd like to get men from teens to 101 years old. I wish you'd stand up for what I'm preaching here today and for what the Lord is speaking to the church. And I wish you would come to this front area. There's a lot of room up here. If your wife is here, bring her with you. If you have a son with you, if you have a daughter, bring them with you. If you're a single parent or the only parent here with a son in the room, Come with him. I like for everyone here today under the sound of my voice to be invited. This is your cordial invitation to move to a front and just start to say, God, this is not just going to be another message, but Lord, this is going to be a place where we're going to turn 
constantly. We can't get help from the world. We can't get help from media. We can't get help from entertainment and vacations, Lord. We can't get help from sports. We can't get help from substances. But Lord God, we can get courage and boldness from the Holy Ghost. I know the devil would love to cause the courage of every man in this house to wilt. But you've got a pastor speaking today and saying, we can be strong and very courageous. I, everybody say, all of you men say, I can be strong. And all of you men say, I will be strong and very courageous in Jesus' name.